Let's bring in our first guest of the day on FT Live for the first time on this show. Oh, you caught us! You caught us spicy today, Jeff Francoeur, uh, former big league great. And, whoa, whoa! And broadcast. Whoa. Wait, hold on, hold on. And great broad, is a big fucking broadcast term. star in Atlanta and <laughs> that I agree. Look at this. Every oh, you're okay. There's a lot of head shaking going on. You're, you're Looks like you're in prison, Frenchie. What is that hey, colored shirt? They're jealous they didn't have my talent on the football field. That's all it is. You know, they can hate <laughs> that. <laughs> you yeah, were taking well. only out routes. That's the only football route that you ever took. It was just a, it was a slant to out of bounds. No, nothing I'll getting touched on that middle. fragile body. I come across the middle. I'm not scared. You are scared. <laughs> How were you good at football? Or allegedly good at football? Allegedly, I mean, two-time Gatorade Play of the Year, me and Herschel Walker in the state of Georgia, AJ, so I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Crazy legs Frenchie. That's why he couldn't run the bases. He just couldn't He couldn't run anywhere. He just never <laughs> wanted to touch the touch where he was supposed to. I'm so happy to be on with you guys today. Uh, this is great. This is great. And Frenchie's got a show that we're going to get into in a sec. First off, Wait, hold on. Before, before we – I want to know, who's a better park view? Was it Panther? You were Matt Olson. Who's more famous? Well, Matt Olson from a baseball standpoint, but I mean, he only played one sport. So if you were talking whole package. Oh. <laughs> you were all I state mean, and four hey, states? The dude hit 54 tanks last year. I can't argue that. You know what I'm saying? Fair. Fair. And you had him on your show that. recently, right? So did you have him on Pure Athlete, which we'll get into in a sec? Did you already have him? We Olson? did. We actually did our first live event a couple weeks ago, and he was our guest. And, uh, it was awesome, man. I know we joke around, but, you know, all, everybody here obviously played at the highest level, you know, and and now that you have kids, you see what youth sports has turned into. And I know I've talked to AJ before numerous times, but it's just, it's crazy, man. The, the amount of money some of these parents are asked to spend and all this stuff. And honestly, we're just trying to give an outlet for former athletes kind of talk, you know. I try to tell parents all the time on my team, eventually you're either going to be talented enough or you're not. And yes, you can practice. Yes, you can do it. But it's like at the end of the day, have fun and play with your buddies, continue to get better. And if, if you get to high school and you got a chance to take the next step in any sport, then go for it. And if you want to see more information, pureathleteinc.com, or you can follow them at pureathleteinc. If you want to hear more from Frenchie and some great interviews, including Chipper, Maddox, etc. So who's better, the Braves or the Dodgers? Mm. <laughs> well, I will tell you this, man, the, the Dodgers obviously loaded up, but I will tell you, they still got a pitch and, and I know they they've picked up a couple guys in glass now and Yamamoto, which should help big time. But, you know, if there's one thing I've learned from the last two years, even with the Braves, if you're not healthy pitching wise going in the postseason, I don't care how good you are. I don't care what kind of lineup you have. Um you know, it's not going to last, man. And and I think that's kind of where they're at right now. You know, they just don't have, you know, going into the postseason, both those teams, if they're healthy, I, I mean, I think you probably maybe has your NLCS right there. Obviously, Philly's going to have something to say. But again, you know, to me, the weakest Braves team in the last three years was a team that won the World Series, but they were healthy top to bottom. You still didn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, man, I don't, it's a tough one right there. If, if again, if right now, right now, power rankings, you have to do it or you're not allowed out of the house ever again. 
what's your power rankings? I'll go Braves 1A, Dodgers 1B. Good he for you. Go. So, he has to go Braves, dude. He, he works for the Braves. For you. <laughs> you say the Braves. That's fine. I That's a legit this. answer. I, I will go and say this, that, yes, you look at Mookie, Freddie, Otani. I like with what, what I love about the Braves is the back end of, of the lineup. They have plenty of power and plenty of things in seven, eight, nine, which I think through a full season helps. Oh my gosh. You're such a company, man. Well, Matt, at least he doesn't, I know what I thought. Actually, you know what I thought he would do? I thought since CJ Nikowski came in and kicked Frenchie out the door that he'd be like Dodgers all the way. Cause I lost my job on the Braves broadcast to CJ. I'm going to say the Rangers are going to win it all then. Is that, is that good? <laughs> they already you're, did that. No, CJ is, got his ring. He left. He's like, I'm out. Or, or as you know, being a White Sox guy, you know, Chris Getz is one of my closest friends. I keep texting him. I'm like, what have you done to get better? I'm just curious, Getz. <laughs> oh, just boy. Hey, don't, you're not allowed to talk bad about your emoji. You, hey, you can't talk. You can't talk bad about Chris Getz on this show, okay? That's you, not true. You, you can't. Can. Can. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, I can't. I, you can. As I long can. as it will. Chris Getz is the greatest GM in the history they, of the world. He's doing great moves. They flipped. I will the tell roster, you this. You know who I'm most excited about is Adam's former team, man, and the the freaking Orioles. They they were so much fun to watch last year. I did. I had a. I covered them three or four times, and getting burns and some of that, man. They're going to be really good. They're exciting. That is that is very true. I do appreciate that. And now, oh, to ask you, how fun is it though to get to, as an outfielder, a Gold Glove outfielder, to get to watch? Potentially, I mean, a gold glove outfield with the addition of Kelnick. You got Michael Harris in center and Acuna returning another, I mean, fresh off of MVP season. So how fun is it to watch them on a daily basis? Well, and that's the thing, right? With you got Michael Harris in center field and you got Acuna in right field. I mean, you got you got it almost covered. And now I think I think you bring in Kelnick. I think it's a great sign for the Braves trade to bring him in because you're not asking him to come in and hit fourth in the lineup, second in the lineup. You're asking them to come in, hit eighth or ninth, and just play great defense in left field. And I think you also give him time to play. All of a sudden now he's around Matt Olson. He's around Austin Riley. He's around Michael Harris. He's around guys that have done it and put up big numbers. And I think it's going to be big for him to come to a team like that personally. And he's not going to feel the pressure of having to be the guy. Can Acuna repeat? Can Acuna repeat what he did? Because you saw it two years ago coming off the knee injury. Can he repeat it? I, I think he can. I, I don't know why. I, I will tell you this, man. There's so many talented guys in this game. But I don't know that there's anybody in baseball that can do what he can do from a whole package standpoint. I mean, when he wants to truly take over a game with speed, power, glove, you know, whatever it is, shooting the ball to right field, base hits, I, he can do it. And I just think watching him is is incredible. And for him, it's can he stay healthy? Can his legs stay fresh, which we saw this year they were able to. But for me, the sky's the limit for him. I think he's the most talented guy in baseball. Even if you take out some of the pieces that are behind him, can he can he sustain what he does without the protection that he has? You know, I mean, maybe he doesn't get as many uh, runs scored or RBIs from the guys at the bottom of the lineup. But, you know, ultimately, I, I laugh because, you know, I, I was spoiled and I got to watch this guy play every single night almost last year. And even, you know, when I wasn't working, my kids, of course, wanted to watch it here at home. So, 
you know, it, it's just like I said, every night he did something that made you want to tune in. And there's not many guys to me in the game of baseball that do that, right? You, you, every time he comes up to bat, he's got a chance to do something special. And I do. I think he can sustain it at least at this level, you know, for another three, four, five years. So for going 40 and 70, uh, you think he can repeat that? Because I guess I guess people expect the judge to repeat 62 home runs. I think the logical minds are like, all right, 40 is probably more logical. What do you think is probably logical going forward for him? 40-40 continuously? Which yeah, is I, again, like – yeah, like you said, that's tough. I think the one thing that he's got going for Adam is he's got some studs around him, behind him with Ozzy and Austin and Olsen. And if Michael Harris moves in that two hole at some point, like so he's get word to me, Judge didn't quite have that to continue to back him up. Like you play the Yankees, right? Like I'm not throwing there and Judge. I, I'm not. I mean, if there's nobody on base, sure. Well, with the Braves, you can kind of – you can't really say I'm going to put him on because, boy, you flip the lineup around to <laughs> – to, to Riley and Olsen after. So I think he's going to. Again, the big question is, does he want to steal 70 bags? Honestly, can he, can he stay healthy enough? I think he'll hit 40 home runs because he, he's got so much power to all parts of the field if he stays healthy. But I, I could see 40-40, honestly, being a good number for him every year. And I think he could do it two or three straight years. Okay, so how do the Braves get past the first round? Do they <laughs> play the Phillies? Do they try to win the wild card and not win the division so they don't have the excuse of, oh, we had too much rest and there was a break in between? Or do they just try not to play the Phillies? Yeah, well, see, so I'm going to call bull crap on the rest, right? Because Me too. I, I, know it. I know it affects you somewhat. But Houston did it this year. You know, they got, they got out of it. You know, look, the Dodgers limped into the playoffs this year. I will say this again. It'll come back to me. The Braves, Charlie Morton got hurt this year. Freed hadn't pitched in 19 days. And so all you were going out there with was Spencer Strider. Two years ago, Strider got hurt. And if you remember, Kyle Wright was the only guy that was healthy, and he won his game. So all of a sudden, you flip around, right? And the Phillies, they had Nola. They had Wheeler. They had Ranger Suarez, who does not get enough credit during the postseason. I mean, all this guy does is go out and give him five innings every time. And Rob Thompson is, you know, tells us, oh, I'm hoping to get him through two or three. And I'm like, let this freaking guy go seven. No one hits him in the postseason. So, again, you know what? I don't care how good your lineup is. If you don't have starting pitching and in numbers, you're not going to win in the postseason unless you have a few of the bullpens that we've seen in years like the Royals in 15 and 16. But even that, you got to have someone to get you through five innings. So that's my thing. Can the Braves staff be healthy in October? The Royals was 14 and 15, just saying. You know what, dude? It all runs together. I, I feel like in 11, 12, 13, I really set that Royals run up, you know? You did. <laughs> you did. They, you interjected that, that veteran leadership without being over 30 years old, and you talked to a bunch of those, bunch of those young guys. But what I want to go back to, you kind of – you kind of hit on a little bit with the playoffs. What do you feel about the whole boy Harper situation? Oh, God, man. That, you know what? Good for Bryce, right? If you can give yourself motivation, I'd give myself motivation in two seconds. And and I, I said I said on air a few times during the game last year, I, you know, that was kind of the difference. If you watch, Phillies played like their hair was on fire, man. They, they were first to third running, and – it almost seemed like the Braves were a little shell-shocked in, in a certain sense. But, you know, at the same time, like, to me, if I was Arcia, you know, 
to me, it would have been more if he said, yeah, I said it, you know, what are you going to do about it? Like do something. And and I know you can, there's a hundred ways you can look at it. It's probably the football side in me coming out, but you know, at the same time, like you got to find a way when you get to that postseason, y'all have all been there. It's a sprint, man. You can't say there's going to be tomorrow. And for the Braves, unfortunately, man, it was like all of a sudden, how are you the best team in baseball all year? And you didn't know who your game three starter was going to be. I mean, that's not a good recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Frenchy Kratz said you set up the Royals for success. Did you? Do you also take credit that we set up the Braves for success in 16? I mean, what a team we had that year. I mean, I'll tell you, if it wasn't for us setting the tone for Dansby and for these kids, I don't know where they would be these days. I Were you even it. there at the end, or did you get traded? Remember, I got traded to the Marlins, but I told someone we should have known we were in trouble when Kelly won game in Pittsburgh. Kelly Johnson's hitting third. I'm hitting fourth, and AJ's hitting fifth. And I'm like, oh, shit. man, we're in trouble. That was right when Freddie got fired. So, I mean, it, it was. Hey, one of the best moments was Snit's oh. first win. We can take credit for this. Me, me, AJ, and Kelly went into Snit's office with champagne and beer, man, and had a few of them with him after his first win, which was fun because, you know, AJ can tell you too, man, Snit's one of the best. Oh, yeah. We gave him a beer shower. He, he didn't yep. know what to do. <laughs> no, he didn't. I mean, I don't know about you, but I remember I woke up and, and I had a phone call from Freddie Gonzalez, and I'm like, what the hell is he calling me? It's like, it was like 9 o'clock. I'm like, I had to call like 8 o'clock. I'm like, what the hell happened? He's like, just calling to say I got fired. And then everyone, and then I'm like, oh, oh, God, now what? So then you're like, well, who's our manager? We're like, we're thinking like TP or maybe Eddie Perez. They're like, oh, Snitch flying in. And we're like, I, don't, I didn't really know Snitch very well, but these guys are like, oh, my God, he's the best. Oh. And we got our ass kicked the first game, second game we won, and he had a beer. He didn't know what to do. We like all showered with him. He's like, what do I do? Then you got to know him because he was saying, instead of a beer shower, can I have vodka, Tito's? Exactly. Yeah, he's had a few of those since. Yeah, now he's just celebrating World Series. You know, yeah. Wins don't matter to him anymore. It's just World Series and division uh, titles. Well, l- let me ask you if you felt like the Braves were missing something from, you know, an aggressiveness mentality or just like a, I'll call it FU mentality. Cause that's what AJ Minter said last week on our show. And I heard Riley say something along the same lines. Did you feel like the Braves were missing that? And what is that? Well, I think you got to have some attitude, man. You got, you can't just be, you know, the nice guys and do this. And, and my point to that is what you said with Bryce Harper, right? When he came out and did that. And I thought the Braves had a huge chance after game two. I mean, they stole that game. Zach, you know, I mean, they, they were all but down and out. And they came out and absolutely just played fantastic. The last two innings, won the game on the big play. And it got to the point that you were just like, man, you got to have something that fires you up. You got to have something that kind of, gets you going. And then they showed up there in game three and it just wasn't there. And so I do, I think you have to play with an edge. You have to have a couple guys. And I do think Austin Riley can take over that leadership a little bit and be that guy, because that is one thing I'll say about Freddie. Fred, Freddie would get on guys. He he would ride guys. So when he kind of left, you remember the whole Acuna Freddie thing? I mean, let's be honest. The reason he didn't love him is because he rode him, right? Like he got on him. So uh, I think I think Austin Riley needs to kind of step up in that role, and I think he will. He's a good one to do it. All right, so the Braves rarely have to deal with this, but next year they're going to have to deal with one of their one of their number ones. I think Strider and Max Freed are number ones. Where's it going to go? Where's is is Freed going to be coming back? Is he going to be cost too much? What's what's happening with that? 
Yeah, you don't know. I mean, you wonder if he's going to be joining Glass now and those guys out there in L.A., you know, he's from there. But at the same time, you know, I think, you know, Max, you know, wants to stay healthy this year too. He's been hurt the last couple years. So I think it's a good situation. And the fact, if you're the Braves, I think you're going to have a motivated Max Freed, a guy that wants to have a big year. I mean, it's right before free agency. And then you see what can happen. I think the one good thing for the Braves and the difference from when, you know, AJ and I were there, honestly, compared to now because of the stadium, because they're selling out every game, you know, their payroll, man, is going to be what, 220, 230. So all of a sudden they go from this team that's there to, to kind of a big market team. So I think the good news is, is they're going to have some money to spend, even if it's not max. But I will tell you, man, you, you get him and Strider. I was telling some of this the other day, man. Could you imagine NLCS of like Strider and Yamamoto game one and then Freed and Glass now or vice versa? I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I know you got young kids, but have you ever thought about managing your personality? I, mean, I know how you love the game. Oh, God. Come on. Adam, oh, no, that was like, I mean, terrible. Adam, no chance, bro. He no. likes the world on TV way too much. <laughs> There's no way. Hey, he, he might just come it. out the dugout. He might just, you know how they do in Japan, just review. He might just be out. You might just show face <laughs> just to do it. Dude, he doesn't like, have right. the attention you know? span, bro. He can't hey, barely make he, it through one game. There's no way. <laughs> Two reasons that I would say no. First of all, my wife would kill me right now with four kids under 10. And second of all, I look out that window right there and the fourth green is sitting there. There ain't no way you're pulling me off the golf course three days a week right now. Not a chance in hell. Hey, what and, was it you said? If you look out that way, that's DeRosa's house. And I go, I go pee in his pool all the time over there. So. <laughs> Epic. I that have was perfect. That. I pee in pools too. It's good. It's good for you. It's good for the soul. Hey, do you remember when we – I think you were on the Royals at the time, before Kraus got there, obviously, because we're way younger than him and better looking, and we all have our hair. But that's a different story. Uh, you went, We were talking one day, and you go, hey, you know, at some point we got to make some of these prospects turn into suspects because prospects can only be prospects. And I use that line from you all the time. People are like, what is he talking about? But can you repeat it, what you said, and then it ended up being true? The Royals went out and made the moves and obviously won the World Series. Well, that's the whole thing, right? Like, at some point, you got to go all in. Like, a prospect is a prospect for a certain reason, but how many don't don't pan out? And, look, Will Myers was, was a great player. I mean, he really was. He went to Tampa, did some good things. But if the Royals don't go trade for James Shields and for Wade Davis, they don't win the World Series. I mean, they don't. They don't get to it, and they don't win the World Series. And I've just always said, man – like, I, I, I respect how organizations go about it, but at some point, you know, some of these GMs are, are so worried about a guy maybe turning into a superstar down the road. That's going to happen. I mean, you, you're going to give away a player. And so I just think at some point, and we talked about it because, you know, the, 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 y'all kind of were at the end of the run where y'all were starting to flip it around a little bit in Chicago, and the Royals were getting ready to use the Moustakis, the Hosmer, Lorenzo Kane. And try to make this push. And I remember, you know, just I love how Dayton took that mentality of at some point. Because if you remember when Dayton made that trade, man, I mean, people went nuts. You're giving away Will Myers. You're giving away this. And you know what is the best thing that ever happened to Kansas City? And they won a World Series because of it. So I'm a true believer. Look, you develop all this talent. You see who fits in your system. But if there's not a need or one of these guys sitting there, go get somebody that can help you and try to win at the big league level, man. Because 
you know, it's like anything. We got AAA Gwinnett here in Atlanta, and, and my kids, look, they'll go to a game, but who do they want to go see? They want to see the studs down in Atlanta, and you want to go see the best players, and I, I think you have to take that opportunity sometimes. And that's why I think someone like Alex Anthopoulos makes many other general managers look bad because he goes for it. Dombrowski does the same thing. They're like, I'm not waiting around and I'm going to target players, not what the freaking spreadsheet says and see which player right now in the signings that we can get that lines up with the money that we have him matched to. Like, it's too much. It's it's overdoing it and they're making them look bad. So on Anthopoulos, how much money did he get with that massive extension? Because we're going to find out eventually it's a publicly traded company. I think that's what everybody's waiting to find out. I know I have. I, I think we're all kind of sitting. Even Snit, Snit has talked to me. He's like, man, I wonder what he's getting hooked up with. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, look, he deserves it. I mean, look at a perfect example of a prospect, Michael Harris. The Braves knew he'd be unbelievable on defense. They do him just play center field like you know you can, and we'll take whatever offensively. They didn't know how good he'd be offensively. You didn't know until he got here. And he's been incredible in center field. But then there's guys that you say, hey, these are can't-miss guys. And all every, every single one of you know, you can go you know, on your hand and continue to count the guys that are going to make it, and they never do anything. And, th- and that's the whole thing for me, right? Like, eventually, you got to get players that know how to play baseball, that know how to win, that are coachable, that are good teammates, man. And when you get those guys, then you, you put them on a team and you run with it. And, and it is what it is. And that's why I do. I like Alex. He's not afraid. If he makes a bad trade, a bad signing, you know what? You move on. But you can't be afraid of the media and these people, you know, getting on you because that never works out. Hey, is that why they cut you out of Atlanta? Because they had to pay Alex? <laughs> they couldn't afford you anymore? I mean, you're too big of a star. Every If you ever turn on a Braves game, it's Frenchy fly fishing in a river for Georgia power. And then the next one, he's doing a, tr- a truck commercial. He's driving down the road. If you want to be like me, you drive this truck <laughs> to fly hey. fish for Georgia power. Hey, you know how good McCann and Smoltz are at golf? How do you think I pay my golf bets off? I got to do the pump <laughs> You know, the wife can't know about those. <laughs> Frenchie, all right, this is this is like kind of part of my my shtick. I only get to ask a few people this. Do you remember where we were teammates together? Philadelphia. Oh, see, I I, I bet it. against it that you wouldn't remember because it was only a month and you were like you were like on your way. You were ready. You weren't even ready to play. You didn't really even think like, eh, I'll maybe play another year. You were ready to come out. I think you had one kid at that time. Yeah, and now we have four. So look I mean, at you. Maybe I should have kept playing. I was going to say, maybe say no one time. <laughs> well, I'll I tell you this, man. I, I might have, you know, I stepped back to spend more time at home. I might have overcommitted because I'm i coaching two flag football teams, a travel softball team, a Ooh. five- and six-year-old t-ball team, which my daughter's team, which I hit a girl the other night, of course, and she <laughs> cried for 10 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I might have I overcommitted. You know, like bridesmaids <laughs> when she got eight dogs. Might have took too much. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey, by the way, before we let you go, did you know that Kratz was once oh. deaf? <laughs> Google it. Uh, if nobody knows, just Google Jeff Francoeur, Pat Murphy. And yeah. What was the guy's name? We have the story on the show from yeah. Pat, right? Which Pat one? Told, the one about the deaf guy. Yeah, Pat Jorge Reyes. Jorge Reyes was his name, dude. And I will tell you this. Because I, I don't talk about it much because I'm still quite embarrassed. But, dude, it was hilarious. There's one game where he he went one, two, three, 
and he came in the dugout and sat down and I went up to him and like pounded him on the chest. And I was like, great job, you know, yelling in his face. <laughs> and, and the fact that he didn't <laughs> laugh or smile, like this dude needed to be an actor, not a pitcher in AAA. <laughs> oh my gosh. Incredible. Well, on that note, um, give, give us a plug one more time with pure athlete. Tell oh. us, you know, what you got going on, anything that people should definitely, you know, look for in the pod and, uh, and where they can find it. And if you forget, I can remind you. No, I, I think like anything, man, you know, my, hold on, buddy. My, my, <laughs> biggest thing, my biggest thing is, look, we all have kids, right? And we, we want the best for them playing sports. I've always said it, man. My, my goal for my four kids is to play until they can't play anymore, whether that's high school, but, but learn lessons, discipline, you know, and the and the values that that you know my dad taught me, that my coaches taught me, and so you know that's what it's all about. Giving these parents from so many great athletes that have done it. You know, D David Pollock <laughs> said the sorry. David Pollock said <laughs> this was the best one. He said, "If if your passion is greater for the sport than your kid's passion, it's never going to work out." And you know, it's funny. My son's eight. He doesn't want to play baseball. We're playing lacrosse and golf. And, you know, at first I'm like, man, how does he not want to play baseball? But I watch him on the lacrosse field, checking someone, and I'm like, this is what he loves to do. So, as I said, I'm a big proponent of pushing your kids to play sports. They're going to work hard. They're going to play hard. But at the same time, let them choose their path because that's exactly what it is, their path. That's good stuff. That's good content right there. Pure athlete. Go check it out. All right. You you go handle uh, the Rugrats, all right? And, and go bless, piss man. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to again. take them on the golf course because we're close today. I'm going to let them run the dogs a hundred times. Wait, take who them has more all kids? into DeRosa's pool and let yeah. them all just pee. Who has more kids? You were Kelly at this point. The same. He's got four. Uh, I got four. Gosh, you guys should have quit, man. Four, four. Good luck to you both in the yeah. race. Thanks, Frenchie. Hey, I, I love you, listening to y'all, guys. I appreciate what you're too. Hey, and thanks Thank for you. finally finding time yeah. for us, French. We really appreciate it. <laughs> the champ. Get out of here, man. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. you. Jeff Francoeur, former big leaguer. You can hear him on uh, Turner Sports and obviously on the Braves games as well. And like he mentioned, he's got a new teammate too, Nitkowski, going from Texas over to Atlanta. Braves. I think he's only doing 20 games this year. I thought it's 50. Is I guess 50? we could have asked him. Well, Whatever CJ's doing all, look it up. CJ's doing like all the road games. He is. CJ Nitkowski, because he lives in Atlanta and he was doing the Rangers forever. Right. And the Braves have been looking for kind of like a permanent guy. And Frenchie's like, gosh, 120 games? He's like, that's a lot. There's a good article I read, uh, Mark Bowman, who's been on the yeah. show, where he kind of documented how it all went down. <laughs> a lot of people gave him Rex, right? Frenchie mm -hmm. was part of it. Smoltzy and, and many others being like, yo, get, get CJ but, home. <laughs> Frenchie still does his TBS games on Tuesdays yeah, or Thursdays, whatever it is. Like he mentioned, he's got way too much oh, on his plate. Too many kids, dude. I told him. He's getting played. no sleep. He's freaking throwing. They played together he's yet. Plunking I'm like, dude, two's softball enough. Softball. <laughs> I told him, dude, two's enough. And he kept going. I don't know. I don't get it. No, it's not the first or last person to not listen to you.